Welcome back to the College Basketball Tip-Off. Alongside me, Anthony Craven, I'm Cody Blazak, and it is March. Conference tournaments are in action. It should be a good next five days. Up until Selection Sunday, we've got conference tournaments going on like crazy, which is the best part of the year besides the NCAA tournament. And we've got the Power Five conferences prepared there are a lot more conferences going on right now, but we have Power 5, and to be honest, we're probably not even going to get through all of these because we never get through <laughs> we never anything <laughs> we have planned. Um, in action right now in the ACC, we're going to do this a bit different just because there are ACC games going on now versus SEC, so we're going to start it off with the ACC, and going on as we speak is the duke Boston College game. Duke is the 10th seed in the ACC. Boston College is the 15th seed. Boston College is not good. Duke is a lot worse than they usually are. How weird is it to see Duke as a 10 seed in the conference tournament? I don't think that's ever happened in my lifetime. I mean, you have to go back to that. They had that one year in the mid-90s. After Grant Hill and Christian Leitner and all that crew, you know, Bobby Hurley, after all that crew went through Durham, they had that year where Coach K injured himself and had to have back surgery and wasn't even on the court for much of the season. And they had a really bad year. I think a losing record that year. I think it was 94 or 95. Outside of that season... I've never seen a Duke team struggle the way this team has has struggled this year. And they are very much, I think, on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament. They have to obviously close out the game today and beat just an atrociously bad Boston College team. But they're they going to do it? You they think they're going to do it? they got to make a run. they got to well, make a run. Do you think they're going to win this game now, today, the one yes. that's happening? Okay. Yes. Where, where do you... Have them in uh, the tournament. How far do you have them going? I've got them beating. I have them beating Louisville in the next round, but then they're going to lose to Florida State. The ACC is one of those weird conferences where they're not good this year. They just aren't. Virginia is the one seed, but they're not that great. They were. They looked really good at the beginning of the season, and now they're really struggling. And it's an odd, very odd ACC. Season, yeah. When when Duke and North Carolina and Louisville are all having down years at the exact and, and Syracuse, they're all having down seasons at the same time. I mean, I mean, you've got Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech and Florida State, along with Virginia, as the top four seeds in the ACC. This this looks like if the ACC football conference would do a tournament this seems appropriate but we're talking basketball <laughs> this, doesn't, this seems this, this is a very odd top four line you know virginia they've been great the past decade they are still technically the the defending national champions and here they are back as the one seed yet i yet again another year where everyone said ah virginia they lost too much gonna be a down year like you said they're not great but they still somehow worked their magic uh, and picked up uh, the one seed. Florida State was great last year. They're really good again this year. Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech, the fact that they've been as good as they've been and programs like Louisville, Syracuse, Duke, UNC, 
have done what they've done this year. If you had told me that before the year started, I would have said that makes little to no sense. But yet here we are. That's why they play the games, right? So yeah, it's a very weird seating. It's been a very weird year in the SEC. I mean, in the, in the ACC, like you said, no great teams. You know, I mean, it, it would not shock me. You know, if we get to the second weekend of the big dance and there are no teams from the ACC left in the tournament. It wouldn't shock me at all if no one makes it past the first weekend because they just are totally void of of great teams. A lot of pretty good teams, you know, and very few just straight out bad teams, you know. I mean, Notre Dame is not terrible. You know, Duke's not terrible, but they're you know, but, but they're the ten and eleven seeds. So it, it's going to be very, very weird, I think, to see how the ACC tourney shakes out as wide open as I've seen it in a long, long time. After this Duke Boston College game, we have the Notre Dame Wake Forest game. The winner of that will play the number six seed North Carolina. Just to get through this real quick, who do you have in the championship game, and who do you have winning it? Um, I'm going to go with the. I think. Virginia and Florida State are clearly the two best teams in the ACC. But I'm going to pick a little bit of an upset. I've got Florida State in the championship game playing Georgia Tech. I think Josh Pastner and the Jackets, who are red hot right now, are going to knock off Virginia and upset them in the semifinals. I've got Florida State beating the Yellow Jackets in the ACC championship game. We will find that out Saturday. As for me, I have a rather really odd-looking bracket. I have Syracuse and UNC in the championship, and I have UNC winning it all. It sounds crazy, I know, but we'll find out come Saturday. They've been getting better and better they as have. the year's gone on. After but, Buddy Beheim and Syracuse is looking awfully sharp right now. Moving on to, we're going to go to the SEC now. We have Texas A&M and and Vanderbilt in the first round playing tomorrow. Uh, both teams are not good. Texas A&M is looking better uh, with everything that they have had to go through. They haven't gotten just absolutely whooped in their games back. So that's a bright uh, – that's a plus for them. Yeah. I mean, they are playing – they are still playing very solid defense. And they're they're well coached. I mean, Buzz Williams is a, is a very good coach. But, yeah, they're a young team – Outside of Savion Flag, you know, who's a veteran, who's had a good year. Outside of him, very young, and then they had obviously a lot of COVID issues, more so than anybody else in the SEC. Five weeks where they didn't play a single basketball game. Five weeks. And yet here they are. So they they and Vanderbilt, neither of them are, are terrible. I think I think that's what makes the SEC such a unique league this year. And why you might see as many as seven teams get in from the SEC is because there are not – I mean, they're – again, the two worst teams are A&M and Vanderbilt. But would it shock you if A&M or Vanderbilt knocked off Florida in the next round and gave Tennessee a scare in the quarterfinals? Heck, if, it, if, it, it wouldn't shock yeah. me at all. If one of those teams beats Florida, I, I would almost bet they beat Tennessee because <laughs> Tennessee it just uh, – the difference between once you get past Bama and Arkansas, who are elite this year, once you get past Bama and Arkansas, I mean the difference between LSU and Tennessee and Vandy and A and M, 
there is a difference, but it's a small difference. It's, it's not that much of a difference. Uh, so it's I, I think it'll be an exciting tournament, even when you're watching games like A&M Vanderbilt or Ole Miss South Carolina. I think you'll see some really exciting and fun finishes. Mississippi State, they play Kentucky. Who? How, f- <laughs> How far? I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought they would have quit by now. They haven't quit. How far do you have Mississippi State going? I've got them beating Kentucky. Oh. So spoiler alert, I've got them beating Kentucky bright and early Thursday morning. Which, by the way, there's no one's getting any work done on campus at Mississippi State. I know you and I will be watching that so game when we're supposed to be. Between 11 a.m. And, and, and 1 p.m. in the central time zone, nobody on the MSU campus is getting anything done. Can we just cancel school for that day? I mean... Um, so I, I've got State beating Kentucky in the first round, but then i got State running into Alabama in the, in the quarterfinals. A team... I'm not going to pick Alabama... To lose in their in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament, the league that they dominated this year during the regular season. But you know, if you were to ask Alabama who they would rather play, Kentucky or Mississippi State, I guarantee you, to a man, they would say Kentucky. They do not want to have to play Mississippi State for a third time because Mississippi State defends them about as well as anybody in the SEC has defended them this year, and they're physical. And the last thing Bama wants to do as they get ready, because they know their only shot of getting a one seed is to win the SEC tournament. And the last thing they want to have to do is play a 40-minute physical, you know, punch-you-in-the-mouth, <laughs> you know, grind-it-out kind of game against Mississippi State. So I've got State beating Kentucky. Obviously, Kentucky could, I mean, we saw the Wildcats beat State. Earlier in the year, could they do it again? Of course they could, you know. And this is normally at the time of the year where, in a normal season, where Kentucky would pack out the arena and turn it into to Rupp South and and start making their march towards the SEC tournament championship. But I got the Bulldogs beating Kentucky, and then I got State giving Bama another tough fight, but losing to Bama in uh, in the quarterfinals on Friday. Just for my guess, I'm, I'm going to say we both have Bama and Arkansas in the championship. That's who I've got. And yeah, I'm, winning I'm, I'm, it, you have? I have Arkansas. I do, too. I, it's We talked about this before we started doing this. This is Arkansas's tournament to lose. I agree. Uh, they look like they should be at the top, and Arkansas just looks like they are the best SEC team at the moment. And conference tournaments are always unique. You know, tournaments in general, single elimination tournaments, always reward the hottest team. And sometimes the hottest team is the best team. But conference tournaments, when it's one game per day, they not only reward the hottest team, they also reward the healthiest team. And Arkansas is the the hottest team, and they are the healthiest team. And if they... If they get on a roll, I don't see anybody in the SEC, at least this week, that can slow them down. So, yeah, I think we, I, I think we'll end up with an Arkansas-Alabama. The only the only thing that could throw a wrench in that is if, if Mississippi State upsets Alabama. I think State has a better chance of upsetting Alabama than Tennessee or Florida do in 
you know, in, in the semifinals. That's who Bama would play more than likely in the semifinals, Tennessee or Florida. I think State, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's all about matchups. I think Bama actually feels better about their semifinal matchup than they would their quarterfinal matchup if it ends up being MSU, who's their opponent. Good thing with that is Kentucky's going to win the SEC tournament to begin with. <laughs> so on a serious note, I I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Kentucky did somehow win this. But if I were doing a tournament for money and like betting on this and actually doing it, I it would be Bama and Arkansas, and then Arkansas probably would win it all. But hey, watch out for Kentucky. That's all I'm saying. Moving on to the Big Ten, which I think is probably the most interesting conference championship with all yeah. these big te- It's either them or the Big 12. I don't know which one, but they're both incredible. So good this year, yeah. Uh, there's just so many good teams. I mean, Illinois, I mean, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, Ohio State, I think I might have already said them, Purdue, yeah. Wisconsin, just a very good group this year. And I, with them, there's no clear winner. I mean, you would probably want to pick Michigan or Illinois, but Ohio State's still a dangerous team. Purdue looks like they're starting to make a name for himself. Yeah, Purdue is playing better than Ohio State or Iowa right now, or maybe even Michigan right now. I mean, it it, it wouldn't shock me if we end up with an Illinois-Purdue championship game in the Big Ten. Purdue is... Matt Painter, once again, has the Boilermakers playing really solid, fundamental basketball, and they are peaking at the right time. They're playing as well as, if not better, than Ohio, like I said, than Ohio State, Iowa, and yet they're not, they're not getting the same credit as these other teams are. For example, Ohio State, I'm pretty sure, is still ranked in the top ten. And they are the fifth place team <laughs> in the Big Ten. <laughs> so were they ranked ninth? ninth they were ranked yes. ninth. They're ranked ninth, and they, and they, had, and they, they are lo- the fifth seed in the in the Big Ten tournament. It's like Michigan. though. Michigan had two two tough losses this past week, and they're still number four. They lost to a a gaudy Michigan State team, and then I, it's not that Illinois beating them was a bad loss, but they got. They lost by 23 without Illinois' best player, yeah. Io DeSumo. I, yeah. That's that's nerve-wracking. If you yeah. lose to a team that, that's good to begin with, but their best player is out, and you lose by 23 points, it's a bit nerve-wracking. But, yeah. hey, everybody has those losses. Get, the, get those bad losses in the regular season before any of the tournaments, because the tournaments are what matter. As long as you get to the tournament... And I think, and, and for Michigan, I think they've already locked up a a number one seed at the Big Dance, regardless of what happens at the Big Ten tournament. Do, do they want to win it? Of course they do, because you want you know you you want to be playing your best basketball heading into the Big Dance. You want some momentum to carry over into the NC, the uh, the NC two A tournament. But like with the SEC tournament, you know, I mean these these tournaments reward the hottest team. Not the best team. And the hottest team in the Big Ten right now is Illinois. So I'm going with the Illini to win the Big Ten tournament this week. Who do you have them in the championship with? I, I got them playing Purdue. Pur- really? Yeah, I think, wow. I, think, I think Purdue makes makes it to the uh, championship game. I, I, I have I have Purdue and 
uh, what is it, the final four, but wow, okay. Hey, there's 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 one pick that there, there, there's my upset. I, I think I think Purdue upsets Michigan. I mean, it's a mild upset. Yeah, it's not that I don't agree with it yeah. either because I I have confidence in it. It's just I honestly haven't watched Purdue enough to know what they're like. So there's could, that. Yeah, but. if I I like watching Purdue for a couple of reasons, but one of them is they have they have a freshman who is seven foot four. Oh my lord! Oh yeah, and it and it looks as goofy as it sounds. Whatever you're picturing in your head, it that's what it looks like. But he's good. He's not he's not a clumsy, uncoordinated, and seven foot four. And I'm sure it's you know he's probably seven foot two, you know. And they say he's seven four. Either way, he's the biggest player on the floor. And so I I, I enjoy the way they use him. And the way that they run their offense through the post. So I've got Purdue upsetting Michigan and playing Illinois in the championship game in Indianapolis. That's what we got for the Big Ten. Heading on to the Big 12, which to me it probably is the most interesting just because they have so many good teams as well. But some of those teams have been so, so good at some points in the year and then have just struggled. For one, Kansas. Oklahoma has been the same way. They had that stretch where they were just tearing teams up, and now they're kind of struggling. Yeah. Texas Tech has been like a a win four in a row, lose a week, and so on. I, I love all of these matchups, honestly. I, the West Virginia-Oklahoma State looks like a ton of fun. Baylor yeah. is going to play the, the winner of Oklahoma State-West yeah. Virginia. Then Kansas-Oklahoma has to beat Iowa State first. But they will probably end up playing Kansas. That's a good game. Texas, Texas Tech, and then it just gets better from there. I mean, the fact that we have West Virginia, Oklahoma State already lined up as a quarterfinal matchup. I mean, those two teams, I mean, that would be at least a semifinal matchup in almost every other conference. Texas, in America Texas this Tech year. as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely some, crazy. And those are not probable matchups, those are already. That's in cement. That's it's happening. happening. Yes. <laughs> Thursday, March 11th. In that the is happening. <laughs> yeah, that, those games are happening. Oh, that's an early game. We're not getting any work done Thursday for this game either. The 10:30 a.m. Good. What? Why 10:30? And then we've got the Texas Texas Tech game, which is at 8:30 at night. So I, I'm gonna have to get to work at 5 a.m. <laughs> and get my work done before let's the do, basketball game start. Let's do let's do final four for this and then we'll go to championship and the champion just for the heck of it and see what we have. So who are your semifinal teams? I've got West Virginia, I have Baylor, I have Kansas, and I have Texas Tech in my semifinals. You have all right, I've got I've got Oklahoma State beating West Virginia playing Baylor, then I have Oklahoma beating Kansas, playing Texas Tech. And then our championship game, at which, honestly, out of all those teams we just named, I don't really care who's in it as long as it's some of those teams because that'll be a good game. I've got Baylor versus Texas Tech. There you go. And you have? I've got Baylor and Kansas. And winning it? Baylor. Texas Tech. You got the you you and uh, the Red Raiders. The You're Red going Raiders. All in on the Red Raiders. Oh, I'm going. All, I'm. I, I love their play style. They've been struggling recently, but they are fun to watch. They are such a fun team to watch, and 
How did Oklahoma end up as the seven seed in this conference? Because Baylor, Texas, and all those other teams just, they're a stacked conference nonetheless. And Baylor is going to. They probably they have a very good chance at winning this tournament. They're a very good team. They made I don't even, I don't remember his name, but he made ten threes or something against Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, I believe it was. I say Texas Tech comes back and shows them who's shows them who's boss. It, no matter what, though, Baylor is going to make a run in the NCAA tournament. They're a fun team to watch, and I, it. This should be probably one of the most exciting tournaments of the week. Yeah, the Big 12 and the Big 10 are loaded with elite teams. And then you have leagues like the SEC where top to bottom, it it could be wide open, especially if Alabama or Arkansas gets knocked off. The ACC is totally wide open. Um, and so, yeah, it, it should be a lot of fun. I'm just, I'm just excited and we'll, and we'll discuss the Pac-12 here in a minute. But I, I'm, I'm just so excited that for the first time in two years, we get to actually watch major conference tournament basketball. I, I, this is, I mean, you know, March 11th, which is Thursday, will mark the one-year anniversary of when everything was shut down in America, uh, at least. And so, including all the sports. And um, and so if we can just if we can get through this week, I mean, what a joy it'll be for sports fans for the first time in two years to be able to watch uh, these events. Because if you're a, a a basketball fan, then this is you know this is your favorite time of year, and and I'm just excited to have it to have it again on the radar and on the schedule. It's different, you know, because it's very limited fans, but you know it's it'll probably be next year. Before we really feel like, okay, this is March Madness, but this is obviously better than no games at all. And the Pac 12 is the only. I'm sorry, you have something to say? Just filling out these brackets, period, makes uh, it yeah. feel so much better. Hold, holding brackets in in my hands. Being able to good. get a pen, write the teams down, think about. Oh, just incredible. Anyway, back to the Pac 12, like you were saying. Yeah, a Pac 12 is the only major conference tournament we have not talked about yet speaking of wide open yeah we mentioned the acc was wide open i don't know if the pac-12 is as wide open as the acc but similar to the acc there are no final four teams in this conference there are you know i'm not even sure if there's a you know bona fide sweet 16 team in this conference uh and so it's so similar to the acc i mean it wouldn't shock me if I mean, heck, it wouldn't sh- it wouldn't shock me if Oregon State wins this thing, you know. I mean, Oregon won the league. Kudos to Dana Altman for again working his witchcraft there in Eugene and somehow winning the Pac-12. Oregon won the league. Who in America thinks Oregon's the best team in this conference? Not, no one does. Yeah, no one. <laughs> but yet they won the league. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how they did it. I think USC and UCLA are the two best teams in the league. I think Colorado is the third best team in the league. I think Oregon is the fourth best team in the league, but they ended up winning uh, the conference. So so give kudos, you know, I'm not even sure Oregon's a top 25 team. 
I'm not. I, I'm not sure either. Little, little side note: You and I have talked about Bill Walton before. If y'all have ever just sat down and watched a game that he oh. has broadcast, how many games is he calling? Seven out of ten. Oh. <laughs> if y'all have ever just sat down and watched a game that he has broadcasted, oh, you no. you you lose a lot of focus during the game on just listening to him. There are ten games total in the Pac-12 for the tournament. He will be calling seven of them. <laughs> oh man! And, but 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 only three will be him and Dave Pash. <laughs> so mark your, mark your calendars now. Thursday night. Okay, the late game. Friday, the late game. And then Saturday, the primetime championship game. That will be must-see TV. I don't care what two teams are involved. That will be must-see TV with Bill Walton and Dave Pash calling those three games on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And God bless Ted Robinson, who's calling the, the other games with Bill Walton. I'll say a prayer for that man. <laughs> Sorry, we just got a little distracted. I was looking at our script here, and I saw that, and I was a bit mind blown. Thank you but. for printing. Thank you for for printing out. Kudos to the Pac-12 for they know why folks are are tuning in. They're not tuning in to watch Arizona State play Utah. All right, no one's doing that. Right? They know why folks are are tuning in. It's 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 for Bill Walton, and they put on the schedule on the principal bracket who Bill Walton. What games Bill Walton is calling, and who's calling the game with? So the Pac-12 knows how to market their uh, most sellable commodity right now, which is <laughs> which is the Conference of Champions. <laughs> Bill Walton championship game. Who do you have going? Uh, I I have USC and UCLA, the the the, the uh, two rivals meeting up in the championship game and winning it. I got USC. Oh, our brackets look pretty similar then. Who do you have in the final four? I've got uh, USC, Colorado. I've, I've got chalk in the final four. I've got UC. I've got USC, Colorado, Oregon, UCLA. I think our brackets are identical. I think I think those four teams, even though none of them strike me as, oh yeah, that team's making a deep run in March. Those four teams are clearly head and shoulders above everyone else in that conference this year. So. We've never done this before, actually. We, we got through all five of these, and we've got what? a couple minutes to spare. We, we, yeah, we usually run out of time very, very easily. You want to speculate then as we get back to the SEC on who actually gets into to the big dance? Well, yeah, let's let's go back to the SEC. We've got what about two minutes left? We're, we're, Alabama and Arkansas are getting in for sure, for sure, and probably both end up being two seats. At the minimum. Yeah, 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 maybe Arkansas slips down to a three seed uh, if they lose early. Uh, Bama is going to be two at the minimum, could sneak in as a one. And then once you get past those two teams. It's, yeah, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, and Missouri all kind of have the same resume. They're all getting in, I think. I don't think any of them are in danger of not getting in. The question is, could any of them improve their seeding enough that they have a better shot of getting out of the first weekend? But I think those six teams are in regardless of what happens. What do you think? I'm with you. I, I'm looking at this bracket real quick. Ole Miss. So we talked a couple weeks ago that 
they were on that tear, then they had that bad loss to Vandy. Looking at who they would potentially play, say they beat South Carolina, they'd end up playing LSU. If they beat LSU, my best bet is they would end up playing Arkansas. Yeah. If not, they beat, if they somehow beat Arkansas and make it to that championship game, do you think they yeah, get in? I think so. Even if they yeah. lose the SEC tournament, I think so. I mean, I mean okay. again, I, I think it's crazy that we're having this conversation, but according to the projections, Ole Miss is still, despite losing to Vanderbilt down the stretch, they are still in almost everyone's first four out or next four out, and if they beat LSU and Arkansas. That that probably gets them in, yeah. I, they won't do that though. By I, the way, yeah, they but, probably but, but won't. If, but if. <laughs> we've got a lot of action coming. Yes, the rest tonight. Ah. Big big games coming up in the near future. Uh, go follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, the Craven and Blazak Experience. If you haven't already, alongside me, Anthony Craven. I'm C- Cody Blazak. We'll talk to you Saturday.